everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And, and thank, to, thank you all the people that have been with us from episode one. This is, I believe, episode uh, 43, Dr. Daniels. So before we get into the topic, like, welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels. Uh, thank you. It's a beautiful day. Uh, I know that some people may not appreciate the snow, but I think it's a beautiful day. And every day is a beautiful day. And it's just good to be here. Yeah. And you know what? You don't really appreciate things until somebody dies in your family or you get real sick mm-hmm. and then or you get a potential of some bad news and you start appreciating the way things are. Absolutely. Yeah. Good Lord has a way of you know, humbling yourself real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. So today's topic I wanted to um, hit you with, Dr. Daniels, was um, fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear uh, different things. If you're out there and you're trying to lose some weight, you might hear a new, uh, not a new concept, but it's now taking taking hold. Um, intermittent fasting, fasting in general, um, the benefits of fasting. Um, and everybody always points back to Dr. Daniels, biblical times and why people fasted. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Daniels, I would like to, I remember when they, uh, I was at church one time. It wasn't, it wasn't Enoch. And it was like, Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Now I remember, I, w- I think I was in college. And I was like, good Lord, that's a long time to be fasting. Mm-hmm. And I tried to fast for that. I couldn't even make it a day. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Daniels, uh, explain to us, please, like, what is some of the benefits or the main benefit, if there's one, from fasting? Sure. And, and, and uh, let me say, um, I have not fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, but I have fasted um, for up to 10 days um, at, at a time uh, for various reasons. But the, the primary reason that the um, people fasted during the times that the Bible is recording, it was for spiritual strength um, to, to either uh, to, to endure something that they were going through at that time uh, or to gain the strength that they needed to have a specific breakthrough in their lives because of something horrific that they felt was going to happen, uh, or if they were facing some obstacles that they needed to overcome. And so that, that was the primary reason for fasting. Uh, the other reason for fasting is just like any other um, uh, commandment, I would say, or any other thing that, that Christ has, has asked us to do, is that, you know, you fast because it's a biblical concept that says what to do it. So those are the two, two reasons why, from a, from a spiritual standpoint, that we fast. So now, in fasting, correct me if I'm wrong, the definition of fasting is you basically take in nothing but water. Well, yeah, the, absolutely. When you, when you look at the, the, the Hebrew word for fast and, and the Aramaic word for fast, uh, uh, one means um, no food, and, 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 you know, so in Hebrew, it actually means no food. Uh, in, in, Aramaic, in Aramaic, the term that they use uh, is similar. Uh, it says to go without eating. That, so, it, you know, so it's basically right. the, it's the same thing. So in a true fast, you're absolutely correct. What, what one would do is, you know, there's two ways to look at it. You know, does go without eating mean I drink, I only drink, or is the go without eating mean I only drink water? Right. You know, and similarly, uh, when the fast says no food, you know, or does that mean I go without, you know, all 
a substance that, that's solid or do I go without, you know, drinking? There, there are some individuals that fast and only drink water and, and only drink water. And then there's some people that fast and, you know, do not deal with solid food. Now, let me, let me make sure people understand. That doesn't mean I take solid food and grind it up. Right. So now right. it becomes a liquid. Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, but things that are by, by, by nature that are liquid, you know, that they would still drink. Yeah, because, you know, now with, you know, protein shakes and things like that, you mm-hmm. technically cannot eat for eating food. You could drink it at this point. Right. Because insure, you could live off that. Right. So, you know, uh, but but really when, when, when the Bible uh, speaks of fasting, it, it, you know, te- it, technically it does mean to, to not um, partake of any solid food or any food that was derived from a solid. Right. Now, you mentioned that. Um, back in biblical times that they did this for you know, spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. So during the process of fasting, what would they do in order to make sure that they achieve that goal? Well, the, the one thing that you, you were required to do um, was to, uh, while you were going without, was to make sure that you, di- you did not give the appearance that you were fasting. That, that was one thing. So when people fasted uh, in biblical times, you didn't know they were fasting because they, they didn't try to look as if there was something different about them. And they actually went about their daily routines. They got up, they washed, they did all those things, and they still dressed the same way they were dressing. Um, and the, but also there was a, there was a, a requirement um, to devote time to drawing closer to, to, to the Creator, to, to God. And so along with that fasting, there will be a substitution. So the times that I would normally, let's say, eat, well, I'm going to take that time and spend that time with getting closer to God, whether mm. it's praying or whatever, but I'm substituting one for the other. Right. And so that's, that's, that's how the fastings went on then. Now, uh, today, it really should be no different. You know, you know, people oftentimes say to me, those was biblical times. Well, we're still in biblical times. Right. <laughs> Not like right. the, the Bible is, you know, like, like, like the Lord had an ending period, you know. Uh, consider this. Uh, we say that the Bible goes from the beginning of time to Revelations, which prophesies the end of time. But since we're not in the end times yet, we're right. still in biblical in times. times. We're right. still in between that time. So fasting is not just a concept, you know, for um, a time of Christ or before Christ. Fasting is a concept for today. And since the Bible does not change, that means how we fast should not change. And so that same concept is valid today in how we should go about doing it. You know, what you said um, really, to me, grabbed a hold of me, which was it made a whole lot of sense, is during the time that I would normally eat. So if I woke up, uh, let's say 6 a.m., and if I'm eating breakfast at 7, but if I'm fasting, then I should be praying during the time, during the time frame that I'm fasting. And then lunchtime around, say, 11, 30, 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, I'm not eating, so I should be praying. Mm-hmm. So as I see how it will get you closer to God. You say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to substitute God or my prayer for from when I eat. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes makes perfectly good sense because quite naturally, like I, it, um, I'm fasting now, mm-hmm. and I've I've done plenty of fasting and off air for clarification. I did come to Doctor Daniels and say, well, you know. When I passed it back in, when I fasted back in the day, I didn't get any um, horrific feeling or God put a like felt like a presence over me. I just felt like 
in the first couple of days, to be honest, I felt hungry, right. you know, <laughs> but after a while, um, you know, at, when you get in ketosis and things like that, mm-hmm. your body starts using the fat in your system, in your body to burn that. So you don't get hungry anymore. So mm-hmm. I did feel that. But but one thing I will say I didn't do is because I didn't have the instruction mm-hmm. to do that. So that's very important that if you're fasting, you know, make sure you do something like you said, that substitute God in there, then you'll be able to get some of those benefits that people got in in biblical times or back in the day. Well, I mean, and that's the primary reason why you fast. You know, when when people say, and and nothing against individuals fasting to lose weight. Right. Uh, Now, I I wouldn't, but I get it. You know, I get it. Because let's say that I wanted to lose weight. What I have to ask myself is, why am I not at my desired weight? What is the real reason why I'm not there? Right. I think most people will have to conclude that the reason why they're not at their ideal weight is because they themselves need some kind of breakthrough. You know, depression may be causing them to overeat. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, you know, that could be one. It could be a number of things. It could be I, I have just don't have the discipline I need to stick to, you know, a, a certain way of eating, you know, for a lifetime. You know, right. maybe I'm eating, I mean, I have too much fast coming in, you know, in my diet, you know, or my proportions are not what it should be. So that's about discipline. That's about those kind of things. So me, if I wanted to lose weight, uh, and, and I have, you know, um, lost weight. Um, I lost about 20, actually 35 pounds over the period of about six months, you know. And I've kept it off. Not just I took it off, and I kept it off. Right. Um, now here's the thing. So for my fast, it was not to lose weight. My fast was to overcome that issue that caused me to gain the weight mm. in the first place. Right. So so that's what my fasting was for. I need that. I need that kind of breakthrough, because if I fast just to lose weight, it's a temporary thing and it becomes a yo-yo thing. If I fast to overcome and get that breakthrough, it becomes a permanent thing. Because I'm changed, you know, I have I have now dealt with the issue that caused me to not be where I want to be in the first place. And, 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 and that to me is true not just for losing weight, it's true for relationship, it's true for any number of things that I find myself needing a breakthrough. Right. I need to fast so I can so I can get clarity or, or get where I need to be to overcome, you know, that particular issue. So when you say the fasting for clarity, are you saying that some of the foods that we do eat fog our brain? Well, what I'm saying is this, is that our brain is a wonderful tool. Right. And our brain will give us what we need if we put in what we need. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's no saying in in, in, in um, computer programming, which people don't program anymore, but... Back when I was in college, you know, you actually did programming. Right, right. And and, and one thing, two things they would say. Number one was KISS. Keep it simple, stupid when you're programming, right? Right. And the other one was garbage in, garbage out. Those are the two things. Well, so what does fasting do for my brain, let's say? Well, garbage in, garbage out. You know, same thing. Right. If I want clarity of thinking, I have to put clarity in my brain, Okay. Now, where do I get that from? If I believe that I am a being that was created um, by an entity that has perfect wisdom and knowledge, that knows me best and knows what he, it wants for me, then how best can I get that information except from that entity that created me? Right. So if I want to get clarity about what I should put in my body, 
And that's what my fast ought to be. You know, I want to fast so the Lord can give me that which I need to understand what's best for my body, because all body types are not the same. And I'll give you an example. My wife certainly is not overweight by no stretch of the imagination. Right. However, she eats whatever she wants to eat. Right. You know, she has no problem with high cholesterol at all. Okay, for whatever reason, God made her body such that cholesterol for her is not an issue. Right. High blood pressure for her is not an issue. Right. I'm not overweight. Right. However, my cholesterol is through the roof. My blood pressure is high. We have different body types. For whatever reason, even right. though we're both flesh and blood, our body types don't metabolize things the same. And you can't get there from looking at us on the outside. And even you, you can't really even look at, our, look at us any kind of way and say, well, what is it about those two bodies that make them do that differently? But the Lord knows me because the Lord created me. Right. And so when, when I fast and I pray and I, and I read the scripture and I get that wisdom inside of me, the translation is I get an epiphany from God. And, and so the Lord directs me and say, this is what you need to be doing. I didn't follow any process that people had told me about. Mm-hmm. I followed a process that just hit me when I was in, in prayer you know, with God, and it worked. Everything the doctor told me to do didn't work. Right. <laughs> but what I got from the Lord worked. And so that to me was a breakthrough that says, you know what, that get, that's the clarity I'm talking about. You know, the clarity I got for the information from God to say, this is what you do. Now, you um, mentioned, um, you know, garbage in, garbage out for is what you take inside your body. And, you know, here recently we've had a, a new movement here due to documentaries on Netflix where people becoming vegan and, and things like that. And and me and my wife would sit around and I would say, well, you know, pastor said that the food, this pork here is clean now. <laughs> you know, so so which which one should we do or should we be OK with what we eat? You know, how should we follow what we're doing for us based on that comment, garbage in, garbage out. Right. Well, okay. And, and number one, I mean, certainly the Bible does have a uh, recommended diet. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there were things in the Bible where, 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 you know, uh, in, in Leviticus specifically, where it says what we should and should not eat. But understand that that menu selection is based on, the where they were at that time, the sanitation rules that they had, how right. they did things at that time. Right now, I'm not saying that it, it, we couldn't apply it now. We certainly could apply it now, uh, but also the scripture teaches us uh, that our, our, you know that 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 God um, is greater than that, and His ability to keep us is you know is greater than that. So <clears throat> basically, what you have is this. What were our bodies created for? Were we created to be vegetarian? Were we created to be, you know, uh, omnivores? Right. What were we actually created to be? Uh, well, according to the Bible, uh, when we were originally placed in the Garden of Eden, we were created to be vegetarians. You know, that's what your body was created to be, a vegetarian. Right. So if I'm going to optimize myself based on my how I was created, then I should be a vegetarian. But that, does that mean that in today's time that God's going to punish me for not being a vegetarian? Right. And the answer is no. You know, clearly we know that because um, God in a vision told one of his apostles, Once what I have cleansed, don't you call dirty, you know. And, and so from that standpoint, um, you know, w- what it's all about is, is 
what's right for me personally in my own makeup, in my own body. Right. You know, I have I had uh, relatives that have lived to be in their late 90s and ate all the pork you can think about. <laughs> right, know? right. And then I've had some that died young that did not eat pork at all. Right. So, you know, um, whether I'm eating pork or not eating pork, it's, it's what's right for my body. And that's why for me, um, fasting is so important. Fasting is important because it helps you get in touch with God so God can direct you personally. You know, I mean, should, why should I have a vegan telling me what to do and they didn't create me and they're not consulting the one that created me? Mm-hmm. See, to me, that doesn't make sense. Right, good point. And, and not saying that the, what, what they do may not be okay for them, but why don't I consult the one that created me? So my fasting is to get clarity, and that's why I tell people, that fasting is not just a yesterday thing. It should be a thing that we do periodically for ourselves so we can maintain clarity, so we can maintain that close contact, whether it be I'm going to do it, you know, once a month, I'm going to do it once a quarter, or, you know, some people only do it when they have a specific issue they want to deal with. Right. But then there are some that do it on a regular basis because they, they, they want to stay close to God. And it doesn't have to be for a week, you know, it doesn't have to be for a year. Right. It, I mean, you know, it can be... For uh, 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 two or three uh, meals where you just make a decision, you know what, rather than me eating lunch today, I'm going to eat the word today. Right. We always say you are what you eat. Right. 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 So I can either eat that, you know, that, that hamburger or <laughs> right. I can eat, you know, John 316. Right. And if I'm eating the word, then that's going to be in me more than that hamburger. And that's what's going to start shaping my life. So how often do you fast? Uh, I usually fast minimum of uh, two to three times a week. Uh, but again, it's sometimes it's not an all day fast, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if there's something I'm faced with, then it's usually a minimum of a all day fast. You know, for me, all day is a minimum of 36 hours. That's what I call my day. Right. You know, cause what I, let's, because, um, for example, let's say I'm going to, I'm going to fast before Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Then my fasting really starts Friday night. Right. You know, so what happens is then I start fasting. I don't eat anything. I miss that's the 8 o'clock on Friday. Uh, but then 8 o'clock on Saturday is 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But I still don't eat then because right. <laughs> I'm fasting for Sunday. So that means I'm not going to eat until after I finish everything I got to do on Sunday, you know, as far as my, you know, my, right. my, my um, uh, going to church and this kind of thing. So I'll start around 8 o'clock on Friday night. And I end around 3 o'clock on Sunday. So that's what I'm saying. It's really, for me, it's more than a 24-hour fast. And that's kind of how I do it. Uh, if I'm running a revival, um, I generally speaking, depending on where I'm at, I may fast for the entire revival. So if I'm running a five-night revival, I may fast for five days. If I'm running a three-night revival, I may fast for three days. It just kind of depends on, you know, what the, what the situation is and how things are. So how do you physically feel when you're going through a fast? Uh, I would say the first, well, I don't stop my routine. I guess that's the other thing because I, I, I deal with what Jesus said. Jesus said, when you fast, get up, wash your face, put on your clothes and carry on like you're not fasting. So I don't stop my routine, you know, right. so I still run. You know, if, I'm, if, it's, if, my, if it's my day to run, I still run. Mm-hmm. You know, I make sure I hydrate quite a bit more. And that's, the, I think, the, the, the primary difference is I tend to drink more when I'm fasting than I do, you know, otherwise. Right. So I still exercise. I still do everything else I'm going to do. I still go, you know, do my visits and counting and whatnot. But that time when I would have been, I, I, I read more. I read the Bible more, obviously, and I pray more. 
So I would say when I'm not fasting, generally speaking, I spend about two hours just my time and God time every day, two hours every day, me and God. When I'm fasting, I usually double that, sometimes triple it. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot of praying. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not all praying. It's also praying. It's also studying. It's also meditating. Um, and I think that's another thing, you know, and I, you know, I, I plan to talk about this a little bit on Sunday, not fasting, I thought about fasting last Sunday, but, but that, that concept of meditating. See, when we think of meditating, what we think of is sitting somewhere quiet. But, you know, when you look at the term meditate on, from the Bible, mm-hmm. meditate doesn't mean to be quiet. Okay. Me- meditate means to verbalize, you know, what's in your mind. And so it helps you to keep, get it in a part of you. So let's say I'm, you know, reading the Bible. See, when I'm meditating on the Bible, what I do is I read it out loud. You know, you, you read it out loud to yourself. You read it out loud to yourself. So it can become a part of you because now you're not only are you hearing it as you're reading it in that, that, that same kind of concept. Because what I'm looking for is some kind of epiphany from, 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 you know, the spirit to give me some direction, but also to put it in me so it stays right. there. Right. Because I've, um, I've we talked before and I said um, that we that that I had started meditating and, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to cover that that subject on one of the podcasts. And in one of the book that I'm reading, it was saying that basically, you know, just sit still and practice that, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to sit still and, and, you know, control your body. Then the next step was controlling your mind and then controlling your thoughts. I'm now about uh, three and a half weeks into that. And I've gotten pretty decent at being able to control my thoughts. So I, upon myself, mm-hmm. um, took it upon myself to start praying during the meditation because after a while, because it's, t- it's a book about talking about manifesting your dreams and, you know, what you, your goals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. After a while, I got kind of tired of look, imagining myself in this mansion and, and, and flying a private jet. Right. So I said, well, I'm, I'm sitting here, so I might as well go ahead and talk, start talking to God. So that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, your blood, blood pressure comes down, you know, my heart, because I got it on the Fitbit, I'm able to check my heart rate, heart rate comes down. So I see all the benefits in it. Mm-hmm. Now, what I did not no, what you just told me, which is verbalizing the meditation in like reading the Bible and reading it out loud mm-hmm. or reaffirming um, things to yourself, like saying, I am great. I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm smart, you know, because we have a lot of negative thoughts that pop in the head every once in a while. So it does help. I can see that being of great help for some people out there. Yeah. And see, I, I think what we have to look at is, is that there is um, a, a meditation that is practiced by idol worshipers. That is the practice that is most prominent and the one that we tend to um, lean toward being uh, one that is, I guess, the best form of meditation. Um, for example, we look at Buddhists, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, um, if we consider what, who, what, who they consider their God to be, it's, it's, it's not what we would consider to be a valid God. But we look at them as being the, those that are best in that, that concept of, of meditation, right? right. That, that transcendental meditation kind of deal. See, when you look at when the Bible says meditate on something, it's, it's a totally different you know, frame of reference. It is not that I got to just sit still in one spot. And, and, you know, and, 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 and focus in this kind of thing. No, I mean, you have to focus, but not in that standpoint. Right. So I can meditate on God while I'm cutting the grass. Because 
when I'm cutting the grass, I can lock out everything else except pushing that lawnmower. Mm -hmm. And my mind right then and there is locked in on God. And I'm talking to God while I'm walking and talking and, and cutting. I'm talking to God. And, I'm, and, and that's how the Lord, and I'm, I'm focusing on a, a particular scripture in the Bible. And so I'll focus on that scripture and keep running it through my mind and running through my mind and, and asking the God to give me clarification on that scripture. Give me a practical application. I know it worked for them. How did it work for them, Lord? I need to know how it worked for them. I need to know how Joshua was able to bring those walls of Jericho down. I, I've read about it several times, Lord, but it's not clear to me. I need you to give it to me. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm. That's that's how the Bible looks at meditation, is 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 trying to zero in and focus and get that connection. And that's totally different than how we view meditation. You know, as I say, you know, in 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 the world that most of us grew up in. Right. You know, when I was younger, you know, I should practice yoga and meditation. And I thought that was the key, you know. Right. Uh, but it, again, it's, it's not how the Bible, you know, uh, uh, looks at meditation. And, and so the same thing with fasting is that when I'm fasting and I'm meditating, that's why Jesus told the people, don't change how you act. Don't change how you look. Don't change what you do. In mm -hmm. fact, he said, that's what people do because they want an outward show. You know, and that's what he was telling them. That's, that's the outward show of the fasting. So he said, don't be like them, you know, be the opposite of them. And so when, when you find people sitting around, you know, and just, you know, and, you know, doing that thing. Right. Well, he's saying that's for the show. That's what he's saying. It's for right. the show. Now, I don't I can't judge their heart. I'm just saying what Christ said is he said, get up, wash your face, clean yourself off and go out and do, you know, what you normally do as far as other things, but make sure you stay focused on God and then put some time in there specifically for him in what you're doing. And, 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 and that, if you think about it, for the average person, that allows you to spend more time with God. Right. Because let's face it, in the average person's day, I mean, everybody, unlike you don't, they don't own their own company, right? Right. So they can't set their own hours. <laughs> right. You know, they can't schedule their meetings. Well, then if I'm fasting, where am I going to really have the time to do that? But see, if I'm doing it the way the Bible says doing it, I can always find the time to meditate on the Word. Right. Always. Because I can do it as a part of my normal routine. I can do it while I'm driving to work. If it takes me 30 minutes to get to work, I can do it then. Right. I can do it while I'm, if I'm sitting on the bus, if I'm on, you know, taking public transportation, I can meditate on God then. I can read the Bible then. I can do all those things. But like you said earlier, you know, if, if I normally spend an hour for breakfast, that's an hour I can get to God. Right. If I got an hour for lunch, that's another hour I can get to God. Hour for dinner. See, that's three hours in a day right there. Right. But, you know, so when I tell somebody, yeah, I, I give them three or six hours. What? That much in a day? Right. But it's easy if you, you know, do it in the way that I'm, uh, I'm putting it out there. You know, you don't try to have necessarily change your routine. I'll be at, 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 at church. You know, for example, and I'll just close my door, you know, and, and that's, that's me and the Lord. And if I think somebody's going to come knock on the door, I leave. Right. And, and I just go out and I'll start walking around the neighborhood. But that's my time to meditate on God's word. So I may have read something in the Bible, let's say. And I said, mm, you know, I need some practical stuff for this on Sunday. Now I take a walk and I meditate on that word. And that walk might take me 30 minutes, might take me an hour. Just depends. Well, very good insight, man. I, I learned a lot in this episode, and I, and I know this will be very helpful to the people that listen to Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. Is there anything else that you would like to bring 
or mention before we close out? Well, you know, I would just say I, I think that for all of us, um, the bottom line is this. If you have a need, then you need to fast, you know, because all of us need a breakthrough for something. Right. And, 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 and I want people to understand that fasting is not just something that was useful in 33 AD or, you know, 100 BC. It's right. good now. And so we ought to get in the habit of fasting and praying and believing so we can get that clarity of thought for our lives. You know, if you really want the best of what God wants for you, you have to know what he wants for you. Right. And, and that way you have that, that fasting and praying helps you to get that clarity. So you will know what he wants versus what you may want. Because uh, if you're going by what you want, it's going to be uh, tougher than yeah. if you go back where he wants. Right. That's right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.